Don't Wreck Yourself features words and situations that are not appropriate for young listeners. This show is only for adults and unsupervised juvenile delinquents of exquisite taste and refinement. Each week, our hosts look into claims they find online, answer your questions, and say bad words. Now your way is the only way, and my way is the only way to fill the space between a hard place and a rock is all we do. But we'll entertain the conversation that leads us to the truth. What do we know? What trips to telephones that are no different to you. Welcome to Don't Wreck Yourself. My name is Ryan Placetti, and I'm here to disentangle you from the Gordian knot of the Internet's bullshit. And I'm Matt Saint Singh, and you can just call me the McRib because I come back every now and then. Now and, then and if you don't, oh, fuck, I don't know. I never had any. Well, I don't like the McRib either. So okay, good. Well, <laughs> see you later, folks. Man, I this is kind of tastes like shit. I feel like, I feel like after. Um, this like struggle we had of fucking getting this show on the road. I fucking was really ruminating over a good tagline this time. And I just ruined it. Like everything else in my life. We're two and a half. We're two and a half years into this, Matt. So (laughs) two and a half minutes into it, which is usually I'm out by then. So (laughs) 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 two years. What are we a pregnant elephant? No, Uh, you know what, Matt? We, we've both been taking it easy this year. I, yeah. You know, I, I, I took some mental health time. I started on uh, I started on an antidepressant, anti-anxiety medication, which mm. honestly, you know, it, it's working. Good, good. Um, but it's made me a little bit chill about release schedules, too. So while I'm not freaking out about releasing a podcast on time, good. I'm also not freaking out about not releasing a podcast on time. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe you can just take half the dosage. I am not a doctor. Don't listen to me. But like <laughs> we can. We can experiment with these but drugs I, you get from the VA. I assume look, you got it from the VA. But. I, I did get it from the VA. I did get uh, it from the VA. So, um, but and and like this is like you you protest like I'm not a doctor. I can't t-. like I have taken so much drug advice from Matt yeah. over the years. Yep, yep, that's true. And he may as well be a professional pharmacologist. Actually, thank you. Um, my boss will be super happy to hear this when he listens to this episode. <laughs> so am um, He'll be like, "Oh, Matt's back." Um, um, never really. Look, left. All I'm saying is, and and big guy, if you're listening, yeah. I know that you follow Grateful Dead, so chances are. Oh, he definitely. I mean, I yeah. mean well, I'm, I, we'll talk about this off the off the record. As I, I, I say, do know he, I do know that he has a patient card. Who's this? One Your of boss? my bosses. Your I'm not going to say which boss. Yeah, I'm okay, not going to yeah. say which boss. Right. I know at least one of my my. So in Pennsylvania, you have to pretend to be sick to get a marijuana card. Yeah, I yep. didn't. Obviously, I have many diagnosed conditions that qualify. Yep. Yeah. Um, but some people, some people do follow the Grateful Dead, and I'm sure that every single one of them have a legitimate medical concern. Oh, yeah, they do now. <laughs> like 50, 50 years of orange sunshine just pummeling your fucking central nervous system. Um, you know, we're interesting to talk about antidepressants in the VA because um, I don't want to one-up you here, but I got, I got prescribed a new antidepressant. And oh. my, my psychiatrist said I'm the first person in the VA system to get this. Man, you that's how fucked up I am. She had to go to two bosses above her to get this like approved. She's like, nothing's working for this guy. We got to pull in the big guns here. Um, but I, you so know, how I've many been, mushrooms is it? It's, uh, you know, not, not enough. Not enough <laughs> is, is, is the answer. No, but, um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, man. I, uh, 
my mental health has also been, you know, past few months not as great. I didn't really think we're gonna be talking about this today, but fuck it, you know. No, but I mean, I feel a lot, a lot we, better now. We can always just make it like premium content, so only only the no people who are paying for premium content, yeah, okay, can, good, can listen to it. So that way, yes. like, people are gonna have to people are gonna have to pay to get our dirt. Okay, good, yeah. So you know, yeah, but I feel like um. Yeah, I feel I feel good today. I'll say that. Um, yeah, I've been working out a little more. Well, by that I mean I've been working out at all. Um, eat, trying to eat right. Um, I am in a feud with my fucking VA doctor, my my primary care doctor. Okay, at least you have a primary care doctor. Yeah, well, I wish I didn't. I fucking I wish I would have gone. I, you know, VA I wish he changes my primary care doctor at least once a year. I wish that would happen to me, man. It's like fucking. It's like roulette. It'd be awesome. Um, I know, but I get along great with my primary care doctors. Well, now you're just bragging. Now you're just bragging. But I'm I'm just saying that I'm a less difficult patient than you. Oh, yeah. This is what I'm such a difficult patient. Uh, Uh, Tell me you're not. So fucking like I walk in there. Haven't seen him in like a year. And um, did you call? He's like, uh, they just set up an appointment for me randomly. I didn't. Oh, just randomly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I I wasn't there for anything. Right. And so um, he's like, he's like, he's did the the pre- uh, patient screening, they always look a mental health check, right? Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, I see your diagnosis here. Um, do you like, you know, are, have you been depressed in the past 14 days? And I said, yes. And they're like, okay, like, how do you feel today? I was like, I feel pretty good today. You know, everything's fine. I go and see the doctor. First thing he says to me is, how are you not depressed today, but you're depressed 14 days ago, right off the bat. And I was like, well, I have bipolar disorder. So Sometimes that's how it works. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then he's like, okay, you know, and he's like, and then he's like, um, how come what you're not a fucking question? Is that though? Yeah, exactly. Right off the fucking bat. How are you depressed right two weeks ago, but not today? I was like, I was like, gee, I was like, I mean, I didn't have to, I didn't have to think I had to defend the fact that I was pi- bipolar. Also, you should fucking know that as my primary care doctor. And this, but this, we, we'll, we'll stop talking about this in a second. But the second thing he said was way more egregious. He Asked me, how come you're not taking your cholesterol medicine, which I haven't been. I'll, be, I'll admit it, you know. And I said, look, you know, uh, every I have trouble getting my medication uh, prescribed. I have trouble refilling it. Every time I try to call, it's a runaround. And he's like, why don't you send me a message? And oh, no. He said, how come every other veteran can figure this out, but you can't? That's what the fuck he said to me. What the fuck is going on with the with this DCVA? Like, Dude, he sucks. My, my, my last primary doctor, she was so sweet. She was a, 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 a just... You know, kind of a like she was on the verge of little old lady, but I'm not going to say she was a little old lady. She was not. Okay. She was probably in her mid 50s. All right. Um, but she was so sweet. Like I had like a cut on my foot that was like it was like three weeks old. It basically scarred over. And she's like, let me put a Band-Aid on it. And she oh. put a Band-Aid on my foot, on my boo boo. She like she like, fixed my boo boo. <laughs> like she's a school nurse. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, Jesus, she, she would be really pissed to hear that. <laughs> she'd send me. She'd send me down for labs, and then when I came in to get the labs, she'd go through every single line of the lab with me and tell me it's like how like. I'm pretty much a med student now. Yeah. I mean, you're, I wish this guy was, man. I am as qualified as your VA doctor at this point. You know, we both got the doctors we deserve, apparently. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, your doctor uh, so, sees Matt Saints saying, come up on the calendar. And he's just like, this fucking guy. Oh, dude, I, I told him, I was like, uh, look, I was like, does this work with other patients? And he kind of turned around because we're at the computer. And I said, because um, this doesn't remind me how much I need to take my cholesterol medicine. 
medicine. It just reminds me how much of a fucking asshole you are every time I come in here. And <laughs> that I was like, I'm, what are you going to do? Fire me as a patient? Right. So, I mean, I keep getting fired. So, as, so as, yeah, as great right. as my reviews may be, I'm clearly not doing enough to keep these doctors satisfied in their work. Well, and, and then he was trying to be cool. He's like, got any plans this weekend? I'm like, don't fall back on your fucking script. You learned in medical school 30 years ago, you prick. Yeah. Anyway, I'm in a feud with him. Um, I fucking sent him a message and I said, oh, you'll be happy to know I'm taking my cholesterol medicine religiously. And, and I mean that every Sunday. And then <laughs> I, I asked him a question about something else. And then I said, you're humble veteran patient, Matthew Bryan Saintsing, M.A., right? So, <laughs> so I just, I hope he fucking sees that and gets pissed. So anyway, I'm going to feed I, my doctor. I, I, th- I hope that when he sees Matthew fucking Saintsing, M.A., M.A., he assumes that M.A. stands for Ma and that you bonded with him as a child. Well, I put M dot A dot. Oh, M dot A dot. So he's yeah, I was worried gonna, about that. I thought about was like, that. M.A., what is that, modern architect? I didn't uh, want him to think that I was his mother. And we're going to talk about milk must, today. So musty it's, avocado? Must, <laughs> musty avocado. Sounds like a DJ name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that, that's going to bring us to our first topic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How much we're depressed at our doctor. My doctor sucks. Yours, yours is a fucking angel, apparently, for a year. You know? Yeah, well, and, the, and I, also have a, uh, I also have a therapist and a psychiatrist. I have a psychiatrist too. Yeah. My psychiatrist is awesome. I get to do both. Yeah. Because they're like, you know what? He's nice. Let's spend some time. Yeah. Um, So yeah, yeah. everybody, but the thing is like, like there's a difference and I, I, I've noticed this difference between different VA clinics. If you're at a VA clinic in a city, it is completely different than a VA clinic out in the sticks. uh, Well, I'm not even out in the sticks. I'm out in the, out in the suburbs of Philadelphia. Like the, the I'm, now I'm just going to tell everybody, hey, everybody, I live in Pennsylvania. I was about to say, you know, I was at, at, at 40, 44. Yeah, they're never going to find me now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the VA that I go to is absolutely fantastic. Everybody's super personable and uh, laid back. The, the place always feels kind of empty. OK, just like my it's soul. A full, yeah. It's a full blown hospital, you know. Um, and everybody there is really, really patient and nice. I bet they are. Yeah. And then I like, I've been to the VA in Philadelphia and they're everybody there is not, not everybody there. I don't want to, I don't want to disparage our, 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 our fantastic VA workers. There are a lot of amazing medical practitioners and personnel who are making the VA system work. And I received perfectly adequate care at the VA facility in Philadelphia. That said, it came with slightly, slightly lower quality of um, friendliness. (laughs) Well, the VA, I I literally had a doctor. I was I was sent to him for a screening for TBI screening. Oh, really? He's just like he's looking at your he's like looking at my files. Like, I don't even know why you're here. Why'd you come? It's like, I didn't, I, because like, I, I served didn't, my fucking country and things didn't go as planned. That's, <laughs> that's why I'm here. You know, it's like I didn't come up with the idea for this screening. Somebody recommended I come here and then you act like I'm trying to sneak in as veterans. We're not in the driver's seat whenever it comes to making appointments and who we see. I mean, it's completely no. right. You know? Yeah. So <laughs> not <you> know, at <laughs> all, <laughs> but yeah, you're absolutely right. There are some great workers. Um, my doctor's just not one of them. So, yeah. Um, so our first topic is coming from a place called, r slash no stupid questions a place on the internet where 
through some strange alchemy, no matter what question you ask, it will be not stupid. For example, the dumbest, <laughs> the dumbest question to ever answer would be any that starts with, do you solemnly swear? <laughs> do not answer that. That is a, to answer that would make the question stupid. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a, it's a trap. Walk, you're it, walking right into it. It's a trap, but you know, it's not a trap. This question from user thief spelled, spelled wrong. Thief Good. 21. Or it could be the F. Okay. Which would be short for failure. Yeah, okay. Got it. Um, but they ask, how do I satiate my urge to wear a sci-fi helmet every day? They clarify, I just want to wear something like a Mandalorian or steampunk helmet. I think it looks cool. What kind of everyday garments can I use to scratch this itch without looking like a complete weirdo? Well, I see. I was on his side. Right until the very last. And he's like, without looking like a complete weirdo. And if you are casually wearing a Mandalorian tattoo, I don't know if you can get out of that. Not you know a tattoo, a helmet. Or excuse me. Fuck. Hold on a second. Let me do that again. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'll allow it. Okay. Well, what I was going <laughs> to, what I was going to say was, yeah, right. Like, sorry, you solemnly swear. I, um, <laughs> do, um, do, you, do you swear to say that? Do you, do you stare? Ugh. No, I swear my doctor's a fucking asshole. Do you swear to solemnly restate exactly what you stated before? No, I don't because I fucked it up. So I'm not going to restate but correctly it this time. Um, you're like you're, you're like one of Donald Trump's accomplices getting a new lawyer. You're like, I'd like to change my story, please. Well, please. Emphasis on a please. Yeah. Please. Um, yeah. So I think I was on his side up until he said he doesn't want to be weird because I don't think you can walk out in the public with a Mandalorian uh, helmet and get out of that but uh you can walk around with a mandalorian helmet tattoo so you're wearing your helmet everywhere you go it's a little bit different yeah um we i have i've seen so many star wars tattoos and most of them are okay yeah you know if you and if you tattoo the mandalorian helmet on your face then good luck getting a job no you can get a job you just have to put on a really thick layer of foundation every day Police, what's going on? My air just kicked on. No, someone got shot. No, <laughs> no, um, uh, it, my air just kicked on. But so, yeah. yeah, you 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 tattoo the Mandalorian helmet to your face. That way, you can just put on a thick uh, a thick layer of foundation, and then after a few weeks on the job, you just slowly wash it away, and you're like, "This is my face the whole time." <laughs> and it's like, you're yeah, like, I had this tattoo when you hired me. What's the <laughs> It's like uh, in the office moving Dwight's desk uh, an inch every day until he can't fucking get into his chair. It's like that, but for the Mandalorian tattoo on your face, right? Just be like, you know, just just say you're a football fan because you can show up with like a helmet painted on your face, no problem, right? If you're yeah. a Browns fan, so you be like, oh no, I'm a, a mascot was a Spartans because the Mandalorian does look like the Spartan helmet. So that's true. That's true. You'd say you, you could say, oh, I lost a fantasy football bet. Yeah, a year ago, my friends are assholes, right? Because <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but like a, a lot of guys who have like fantasy football leagues, the loser has to do really horrible things at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't play fantasy football anymore. Yeah, I'm not that good. Because I have, we have terrible friends, so that's why I don't play <laughs> fantasy football anymore. <laughs> because they're going to make me eat at IHOP for a day, right? Um, I think also, what about if you're a performer and you want to wear a helmet, like in somewhere like, oh, I don't know, the Holy Land in Orlando, Florida. Okay. You could totally wear a Mandalorian helmet at, at, at work and you're yeah. getting paid for it. That's yeah. You know, I, I actually really like that idea of you became a Mandalorian impersonator. Like Star Wars land in uh, Orlando, Florida, like yeah. in fucking uh, Absolutely. Disney. And Disney. even if you don't land your dream job of Mandalorian warrior, 
if they cast you as say Mickey Mouse, which I, let, let's be real, you're not getting if you if you if you're not the Mandalorian, you're definitely not getting to be fucking no. Mickey Mouse. No, Disney. but let's say you got like a lesser character. Like what's a a lesser character in Star Wars? Nah, well, no, not Star Wars. Just like a le- lesser Disney character. Because let's say Donald you know, Duck. You know, Donald Duck. Donald Duck. You you can be fucking Donald Duck. Put on your Donald Duck head and still wear your Mandalorian helmet underneath. Just no pants because you're Donald Duck. Right. No pants. No pants. Only a Spartan fucking helmet. <laughs> no. Uh, this is, no. I mean, I thought I thought about that too. Um, just show up to the interview wearing the Mandalorian helmet, and they're going to be like, "Oh, we know exactly where we're putting you." Right in the Donald Duck land, where you go fuck yourself. You think you're special? You got to work up to Mandalorian. You don't. You don't just get to be the Mandalorian. You know. Yeah, that's true. And by Creed, the only question they're allowed to ask you is, have you taken your helmet off? Like, that's the only <laughs> thing that they're allowed to ask. It's like a service animal. Yeah. Oh, is it, what does it do for you? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it gets me going in the morning. Um, I mean, does this guy shower with the Mandalorian helmet on? I mean, like, what? what no, does he it's take just it off? no living creatures allowed to set up a camera in a shower and peep his little okay. dingle. All right. That makes sense. Or his face. I feel like, yeah, so being a performer is definitely a way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. ha- I mean, so he also said steampunk. And I just think steampunk sh- is like a little different. It should be worn only on special occasions. Yeah. And what, right? what is a steampunk helmet? Like, is that just like a, uh, is it just like a top hat with plates on it? A, bowler? a gear, right? Yeah. Some gears instead of a buckle. I don't know. Well, that's a little more fucking like, you know. But yeah, in addition to getting a job as a, like a mascot or a performer at Disney, uh, you can also just get a job at a hat shop. Yep. Or a, or a party city or yeah. something, a costume shop or something like a mm-hmm. Halloween store. Right. Something like that. If um, you showed up to spirit Halloween dressed as the fucking Mandalorian every goddamn day, you would not get fired. You might oh, get no, promoted. You're, you're getting hired and you're probably getting your dick sucked. It's fuck, like uh, if I'm there, you are. <laughs> oh, that, that was you like winced at that a little bit. Look, I want to say I want to fuck the Mandalorian. I would. I would. I'm just saying. Andrew Pascal has that. I effect. Yeah. Like every like, I've been watching The Mandalorian with Aaron lately, and Uh-oh, she keeps pro- she keeps problem. <laughs> I know she keeps using the words, and I don't know what this means. What does Pedro Pascal can get it mean? Oh, that I'm means just. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you might want to ask your wife that. Let's ask the internet. Hey, what does Pedro Pascal can get it mean? Um, I mean, it means it means his food's ready, right? And he can come and get it. That's the only thing, right? I mean, and, and, uh, it's girl dinner. And yeah, well, it's guy dinner, right? Yeah, you know, it's somebody's dinner. I'm not, I'm not 100 sure on what girl dinner is, and I don't think anybody is because it's the ambiguity that makes it subversive. It's like a hot girl walk. What the fuck is that? But I've heard people talk about. I'm going on my hot girl walk. You know? Okay. Um, well, for the Mandalorian helmet, I think just one last thing I got to say about it is um, if you if you absolutely can't get a job at Disney or at the University of Tampa or they're the Spartans, my alma mater, by the way, um, mm-hmm. uh, you are a Buckeye. I know it's Ohio University, not Ohio State. Is there a difference? Yeah, there is one Ohio State University and Ohio University. Two different universities. Like different schools. They are different schools in different in cities. In the same state. In the same state of Ohio. Yeah. Both public universities. OU is older. 1807 is when it was. I'm fucking acting like I'm a recruiter. Which now. one did you and go we, to? Which one the, did you go to? The Ohio University. The Ohio OU, University. OU. Yeah. And they're both Buckeyes. No, they're Bob. So the OU's Bobcats. The Buckeye. Okay. Are you fucking with me, man? Are you fucking with me, man? A little anyway, bit. Anyway, <laughs> my, my, my undergrad. I feel like I answered the question 12 times. So Ohio State University. University of Ohio. Western Ohio. Case Western. Yeah. And then right. Ohio University of Ohio. Nope. 
okay, because we also have University of Pennsylvania, California. I know that it's fucking. No, University of California, Pennsylvania. That's what it is. No, University of Indiana, Pennsylvania. There's also a California, Pennsylvania too. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. But Pennsylvania is the worst. Did you know that Philadelphia has the second largest number of institutes of higher learning in its metro area in America? What's number one? Uh, Boston. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. They got Harvard. Here's a fun fact about Washington, D.C. How Trinity. you like apples? How you like them apples? <laughs> ah, you know? Um, <laughs> um, anyway, Mandalorian Helmet. Um, sorry, buddy. You might just have to wait so you have to defend Thermopylae by the invading Persian Emperor Xerxes until you can wear your helmet. Um, oh. Because then you have to wear it, right? It's, oh, this, you know, you, you just open the door to antiquity. Antiquity. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> But to be fair, the the asker also asked, "What everyday garments can I use to scratch this itch without looking like a complete weirdo?" I none without looking I like a complete weirdo. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I mean, you wear a Mandalorian costume, and you will. Sunglasses. You're just going as that guy. Then you're just <laughs> no, no. So, like, hear me out. Hear me out. Fucking aggressive sunglasses. Okay, like Elton John. Like, no, not like over the top. Like, not Baroque sunglasses because I think. Okay. I think right. Elton John is like it's super flashy. I'm talking about like aggressive sunglasses because if you want to feel like the Mandalorian, okay, then look like what the Mandalorian would look like in our culture. Like and cops, the Mandalorian glasses. <laughs> Mandalorian would wear his sunglasses all the time, twenty four seven, and he would never take them off. Like Men in Black, he'd be a sunglasses at night motherfucker. All right, Fact. okay, all right. So I think mean, so. You can wear the, you're going to wear the helmet with the sunglasses. No, you don't have to wear the helmet because okay, you're wearing so the you're sunglasses become, instead. I got you. So you're, you're checking on the persona, but he wants to yeah. wear the helmet. But he wants to wear the helmet. He wants, he wants to, to wear, wear a helmet, helmet, but he wants to know what everyday garments he can use to scratch that itch. With the helmet, right? No. Oh, that's how I, no, that's what I interpreted. He doesn't need the everyday garment to scratch the itch if he's wearing the helmet because that's, the, then the helmet's all up in that itch. I gotcha. I gotcha. I, I interpreted it a little differently of him wearing the helmet. Clearly, as we talked about it for the past yeah. 40 fucking minutes. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? You know what? In addition to the sunglasses, you get some of the big over your headphones, like the type that I'm wearing right now. Yeah. And it feels kind of like you're wearing a helmet because you've got the you've got the altered visual stimuli. And you've also got the feeling of something on your head that's kind of heavy and bulky. And you can even touch the side of your head and feel like you're wearing a helmet. OK, well, then going down this route, I think they need to wear a crisp, well-tailored suit, almost like an assassin in an action movie. Right. OK. Wear like, a, like a black tie, white shirt, you know. Um, oh, or you suit. could walk around like one of those fucking open carry fanatics. Oh, Oof. so first step, move to Texas or Get another deep red state. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> put on your beats by Dre. Put on your sunglasses. Wield an AR-15 grappling hook and, and flamethrower and not be viewed as a weirdo. Just you, you as, as long as you have a sticker that says, don't tread on me, you're fine. Nobody will it's ask like, you a goddamn thing. You just described Walker, Texas Ranger. Yes, I know. Yeah. Or the Highlander or something like that. Yes, yeah. I know. Those All are right. very cool people to aspire to be oh, like. fuck yeah. Yeah. 100%. I mean, obviously, Chuck Norris turned out to be privately and in his in his old age he's he's still alive and i'm not surprised yep. that he's still alive because i read on the internet 20 years ago that he's going to live forever okay he has always been and he always will be that was the internet rumor anyway which by the way welcome to don't wreck yourself uh that's not true chuck norris will someday die the cessation of life is a biological inevitability so there we go we 
Well, Next speaking topic, of biology, and technically, I think technically, <laughs> I think that's our second topic. Is yeah. Chuck Norris immortal? No, he's not. Nope. And no, he did not punch a hole in the Statue of Liberty or whatever else the fucking internet said. Yeah, this was around the time right before Bacon was like huge on the scene, right? So yeah. it's just like there it was like a meme. This was like it was, yeah, it was, not the hyper masculinity thing. Yeah, uh, for Gen Z, for Gen Z people out there who are in kindergarten when this came out, um, it was a <laughs> meme before memes. Like it was a list that people shared. But it was a list that people could also add to. In that sense, it was a lot like the Bible in, antiqu- in, in antiquity. Oh, buddy. Uh, because you could. I, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You seem to I, really be having a moment there. I, I recently went to the Museum of the Bible here in town. In DC. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, this is what we're talking about now. Is it located underneath the building where they store the Constitution? It is. Lo- no, it is. Located- I'm just asking because the Constitution was founded. Well, on the, they Christian, get into, on, on the Christian they, Bible, they fucking get into that. But yeah, um, I'm sure so they I'm sure they fucking do. It is along the National Mall. You're like minutes away from the Air and Space Museum, the pinnacle of America. I think you're going to say Aeropostale. I'm like, no, that's the, Mall of Amer- <laughs> that's the Mall of America. I'm sorry. That's a, th- that's a throwback. That's a throwback. <laughs> um, they, they, hey, Gen Z, Aeropostale is a store it, at malls used to be a place where you go. Right? And um, but uh, no, the a museum, it was not a museum in any sense of the word of like it wasn't curated. It was well, like that's a little judgy, but go it, on. No, I mean, it, I mean, the it artifact. wasn't curated. Well, like saying, somebody curated what was in that building. No. Somebody made a choice to include it or not include okay, it. Okay, this is what I'll say. They, the, unlike a, mu- a real museum, I would say, which takes works of art or artifacts or pieces and organizes them in the thematic way that can kind of, you know, tell us. That's tell not us, been my experience working at museums. Tell us. Well, this is as, as someone good who. Good museums, like, good museums. As, as someone who goes to museums a lot, right, in D.C., uh, me personally, you know, so I'm saying. Okay. That's what I see. That's my interpretation. I go into this one and they are, they start with a conclusion and they try to find things around it to just support it. Right. Um, you walk into the American section and um, first of all, it talks about like America, like, you know, Europeans coming to the United States for the first time and seeing Indians. And one of the guys has a Bible in his hand and he's shaking the hands of an Indian. And I'm like, I really don't think that's how it went down guys. Right. That's, uh, it is a lot like how it went down, but it was uh, in his other hand was actually a knife. And then he pulled yeah, the Indian say, closer yeah. and, and stabbed him in the stomach. Um, it talks about like, the Bible's influence on the Constitution and on democracy and on slavery. And I mean, on freeing the slaves. Um, oh, um, just on freeing the slaves. Did they cover does, the. Yes, they did. They talked about it, how it was used to, to propagate okay. uh, slavery. So okay. It was it was one line in a, in a paragraph. Right now, I know that you occasionally have cause to uh, travel to the more rural parts of Ohio. I do. Yes. And I encourage you to cross over the river and go to the Creation Museum in, in Kentucky, Kentucky. Yeah, because if you want to talk about starting with conclusion and then yeah. building a <laughs> building a narrative around it, that is a place of majesty. Okay. It is a monument to the, 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 the hubris of the evangelical right. It is absolutely redonkulous. I was really expecting to see a little more anti-Catholic bias in this, uh, in the museum of the Bible. Um, Mary's there a few times. Right. Um, but mm-hmm. the most interesting part was like the, um, which Mary, the, um, the like, only, the only one that matters for Catholicism, you know? Um, oh. oh, no, not that one. 
No, oh, not that one. Sorry, no, you couldn't one. see my want, my grotesque and, and lewd hand gesture. You know, I audience. saw it. I saw. Oh, yeah. No, you yeah. saw the audience. Like yeah. this, you, you keep forgetting that this isn't a private conversation. We are ostensibly, allegedly entertaining people right now. I hope. I hope not. But um, no, I'm just kidding. Well, the, mission accomplished. The, <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I'll say about the Museum of the Bible is um, the, the most interesting section was about science, and it was about what can the Bible tell us about the creation, the origin of the universe, right? Oh, um, and it doesn't really. They, in this entire exhibit, it never once mentions the age of the universe. It never Correct. once mentions the age of the earth. Um, it talks about like emerging life on earth, not evolution. They don't mention dinosaurs, but there is ammonite fossils. Like, I don't understand how that's okay, but um, they're like, it's a fossil of a thing that lived 5,000 years ago. It's a really, yeah, it's a, it's a, we made this. It's a, you know, um, the, the thing that blew my mind is people were eating this shit up. Oh Yeah. They could not wait to spend $25 to spend this afternoon at the world shit. They had an area where it's like, this is how Jesus was. And like the water was painted on the wall. Like it like was not high production. People were eating that shit up, dude. The creation museum. I, I literally walked past an adult talking about the spiral arms of the galaxies of, of oh, the yeah. galaxy that we live in yep. as proof for the divine hand of God. Yeah. Stuff like that too. Yeah. They had some, yeah, like they're that. like, see yeah. science proves it. They had stuff like we know God exists because of the human eye type shit. They oh, yeah, back there, yeah. You know, anyway, um, I'm just so, tired of I'm just tired of God letting the devil bury all those dinosaurs everywhere to confuse us. Or was anyway, um, <laughs> let, let us confuse it. Dinosaurs are fucking awesome. You know, dinosaurs are fucking awesome. You know what else is fucking awesome? Whale milk. Is it whale milk time? No, or, no, oh. no, 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 no. Um, Wait, wait for that listener. We're going <laughs> to. Oh, 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 you have no idea what's coming, but now you kind of do. Uh, no, but our next topic is actually from a. Uh, I, I took a screenshot of a news article. So I guess like a lot of research this, went into this one. Yeah, a lot of research went into Mostly I want to. I, I think uh, it's not whether this is true or false. Uh, there, there's more of an ethical dilemma. And the, the, the headline that I clipped was. Lobsters likely feel pain. Should we get them high before eating them? And I, I mean, thought it was interesting. And yeah. I knew this and I, and I did save this topic specifically for you, Matt, because I think you are a perfect person to have this conversation with as a, as somebody who is a vegetarian for uh, moral reasons. Yeah. But I'm not and as somebody I'm not a, who yeah. is a marijuana enthusiast also oh, yeah. presumably for moral reasons. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah. <laughs> More like oral reasons, but no, yeah. Mmm, um. oral. We're <laughs> <laughs> talking about Oral Roberts from the Museum of the Bible. <laughs> you can't spell moral without mmm, oral. Ooh. <laughs> That's right, why I got kicked so out of Sunday school. Yeah. Here's the, the general gist of this article. So this article is actually covering the work of a single chef from Southwest Harbor, Maine, named Charlotte Gill. So starting in 2018, she started hotboxing lobsters. <laughs> so starting in 2018, she started hotboxing lobsters before murdering them. <laughs> I want to put this in, in language that you'll approve of. Because like, as I was writing my notes, Matt, I was just like, before preparing them. And yeah. like, for, like talking to some, like, I don't want to like minimize your moral, your, your moral choices. Okay. And, and, and I don't want to defend my moral choices. By whitewashing them, you know, I, 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 gotcha. I want to put it on. I want to put it on terms <laughs> that are acceptable to you, and then, you know, if I need to walk things back, I, no. I'm responsible for that. You need a, more like a crawl for a lobster. So basically, she got the idea 
from a 2006 study that stated that invertebrates, including lobsters, have cannabinoid receptors. So a cannabinoid, a cannabinoid receptor is what the THC binds to in your brain that gets you high. Yep. So she grew up in Maine, like a lot of people who grow up in Maine uh, along the coastline. She was involved in the lobster trade. So it sounds like she grew up working in a store that sold lobster. And the it really is... Uh, kind of a cottage industry in Maine. Like there's a lot of places, there's a lot of like little, they call them lobster pounds or lobster shacks. So lobster shack, you're usually eating lobster. Lobster pound is more like a place you'd go to buy lobster. Uh, and that's where, that's where she was at. So she okay. always felt concerned about the humaneness of lobster murder. Uh, and as a child, she'd save up her money, buy lobsters and let them go. Oh, in Maine, there are like lobstering is a heavily regulated industry up there because you know, it's oh, a, sustain- yeah. it's a sustainability issue. So if a lobster's too small, it gets thrown back. If a lobster's too big, it also gets thrown back. Yep. And it's because a big lobster can carry more eggs and produce even more lobster. And, and let's be real. Do, does your average human being need to eat a two-pound lobster? No. But, I mean, um, if, if Americans don't eat based on what they need, right? They no. eat based on what the <laughs> fuck they want, right? I am, I am, I am a, I am a, 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 a case study. In yeah. Americans eating things they don't need to eat. <laughs> I did. I did pick up a, uh, a a can of pork brains with milk. So whoa, what are you on a chopped episode? What the, like, someday, yeah. Right. If I play my cards right, yeah, right. Uh, so she she did this experiment. Uh, she she tested it with a lobster, a feisty lobster named Roscoe. All right. Uh, so she created a. Uh, a, a device similar to a cocktail smoking device. Uh, and she put the lobsters inside of a plastic container. And then she used a mattress pump to uh, pump the weed smoke in with them. <laughs> and the lobsters verifying that 2006 study uh, became kind of lethargic and a little bit more easygoing. Got a lot cooler. Yeah, he did get a lot cool. He looks so fucking cool. Has like sunglasses she, on. Which, and like the picture on it, too, is like she's cracking it. It looks like fucking Snoop Dogg rolling down the goddamn window. Not that Snoop Dogg looks particularly like a lobster, but it has yeah, that not same like a lobster dankness. roll either. But yeah, lobster rolling down. There. That is a lobster. Yeah. Using the word roll in front of a lobster is offensive. And I apologize. Yep. yep. That's one thing you're going to have to walk back. That's the only thing you're going to have to crawl back on that one. <laughs> yeah, this episode. <laughs> um, so, OK, interesting. Yeah, so uh, she put him in the tank, and she actually found that he calmed the other lobsters down, too. Maybe he just had enough of that dank on him that it spread throughout the water. Um, but more likely, they just checked. They, they picked up on his chill vibe, and they're like, let's also be chill. Um, nice. And then they all got murdered, except for oh. Roscoe, because she let Roscoe go in the ocean for his contribution to science. So he just he, he got stoned and then got released. Yeah. Into the I, lo- I love the way she's like, yeah, I've always been concerned that killing lobsters is actually a form of murder. So every now and again, I let one go. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> which yeah. brings us back to: um, Were you on the? Uh, did did were who was on the? I think I did the the example lobster episode with CJ. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So she was she was the example lobster. <laughs> she just <laughs> she just fucking let him go. Um, so anyway, she starts serving these uh, these weed smoked out lobsters in a restaurant, and people That's are enjoying it. Like yeah. her father. Uh, who's also a native Mainer and knows his lobster uh, declared that the meat was actually sweeter. And it's possibly because when the lobster died, uh, it was in a more relaxed state. So, Oh, okay. Because you, you know, when you, when you get scared, when your fight or flight re- reflex kicks in, 
you know, it, it can, it puts a lot of a, like your, your body releases adrenaline and, and all sorts of life-saving compounds that help you act in a hurry. So there's a thought that it, it's possible that by sedating the lobsters first, you're actually reducing their fight or flight response, which prevents those chemicals from getting released and maybe to, uh, uh, makes the the wheat and the meat dank and sweet. Okay. Um, however, the state health department uh, stepped in total buzzkill uh, <laughs> because she was using what they termed an unapproved food additive. <laughs> uh, so she ended up switching to valerian root, which is approved for human consumption and has been employed as a sedative since. Can you guess, Matt, when they when they started using it on four twenty? Nope, antiquity. Oh. oh. <laughs> Yeah, so ever since antiquity. So that brings us to why I wanted to have this discussion with you. Do lobsters feel pain? And the answer is probably. Uh, we, I mean, I've been, e- I've been wanting to jump into this topic. Um, lobsters do not have brains in, in the sense that any other, in a se- in a, you would not identify it as a brain, yeah. right? Um, but I think there is enough. So first of all, I'll say there is no consensus whether if lobsters feel pain or not. Right. But I do think here's a few data points. One, they don't have brains in the same way that that you and I and every other, every other living creature that has brains. Right. And you get what I'm saying. You know, you, get right, what I'm saying. you, you sound a little brain biased, but go right. on. Yeah. OK, listen. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm central nervous system biased. How about that? Right. Yeah. Can you feel pain without a without a central nervous system is an interesting question. Right. They do have receptors. I think there is enough evidence to show that you're right. They are probably feeling pain. But there's no consensus. We don't know that for a fact. Anyone that says that it's a fact, I think, is 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 yeah. not being not, not being honest with it. But that I, I guess, like, you're still killing these lobsters, right? You're not a fucking hero for getting them high no. so they don't feel pain. And like, do we know that marijuana has a pain relieving impact on things other than humans? I think that's a question that is still open. Yeah, right. She's they've doing, identified she's doing, they've identified the receptors, but they haven't necessarily. Uh, all, all you can really do, you can only ask a lobster so many questions. Right. You're, and then you're going to need to give it a glass of milk. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I think is, this this reminds me. I love that this study came out in 2006 because in 2005, you know, David Foster Wallace famously had this collection of essays called Consider the Lobster, where he went to a lobster festival on the coast of Maine and okay. saw saw just this. Are you familiar with this? No, not at so all. That's why I'm looking at you wrapped He's, I know you are, you are wrapped. Like, I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Um, oh, you are so ready. I'm about to fucking claw, claw you to, anyway. So, fucking, <laughs> um, we got, we got weird. I'm, I'm out of practice. I'm out of practice. It did get weird. It, it got did get weird. weird. It got I'm weird. okay with it. It got weird. Um, now I'm like doing the claws here. You know, <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah, so we went to the, it was a lobster fest on the coast of Maine, and he just saw, the fucking Holocaust of lobster dumb and was like, they're taken from the sea. They're just coming. There's, it's, there's lines around the corner is very much like a factory thing. Yeah. And he was like, you know what? We should consider the lobster. And in this collection of, of, of essays, he talks about, there's a discussion about the central nervous system of, or, of a lobster and their ability to feel pain. So really interesting in the mid two mid early two thousands, this was a hot topic of, yeah. of, 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 of literature. He doesn't really, He's, he just says we should consider a lobster when it comes like this, when it comes to stuff like this. But I mean, I think like if we have to consider the lobster because he went to a lobster fest once, I mean, like he should he should just go to a fucking pork plant in South Dakota and see yeah. what the fuck happens. Right. Or any other processing center for uh, for, for for meat. Um, so but 
I think um, if she's if she's given it, if the cook is giving lobster weed to make it more palatable for her dad or whatever, that's like you're not being you're not you're trying to make it taste better. Well, I no, no, I think I think she genuinely has some moral reservations, but I don't know that this amounts to a moral stand. Uh, if anything, she has taken the time to consider the lobster. There you go. Maybe she, she hasn't. Maybe she, she hasn't book. prioritized the lobster over her profession or her habits. But she's willing to incur additional expense while murdering them. <laughs> yeah. uh, her Valerian budget is something like a thousand dollars a month. Um, okay. So, I mean, she is kind of putting her money where her mouth is. Uh, wait, wait, can you, I mean, did he, did she tell the people that are eating this lobster that it was cooked with weeds? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Well, yeah. then th- that would be a moral thing. Um, I don't know, man. Um, do, do you think lobsters can feel pain? And does it matter? Do you think it matters? I think that, well, I, as a, as a non-vegetarian who has, you know, wrestled with this with regards to, you know, and I may be biased here as a mammal, higher forms of life. All right. Sorry. You, you're shaming little, me for brain bias, but okay. Little, yeah. little crustacean, <laughs> little crustacean bias here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, they, they react negatively to painful stimuli. There was some experiments done with prawns where they found that they electrified uh, the water in the tank briefly to shock them. The prawns would actually gather in the corners, trying to get as far from the center of the tank as possible, which huh. is showing a form of anxiety. Yeah. Which, yeah is, you know, you can link that to wanting to avoid pain. So the uh, pain can be defined as a neurological or physical response that is unpleasant. Um, and, and, and related to like your body being damaged. I guess like, why would that matter specifically and seemingly only for lobsters, right? We put bolts in like cows heads and then hang them open and cut them up. Like, you don't think that's fucking painful? Uh, they dip chickens. They hang chickens up yep. by their feet, dislocate their legs, dip them in an electrified pool, and then uh, move them through an area where a swinging blade chops off their head. Sometimes it even works. And if they <laughs> and if they do it at home, they use something called a killing cone out in yeah. rural Pennsylvania. I'll tell you that right. Or rural Ohio. So I, I, what's the upset? What's the like we are? Humans and Americans are by and large completely okay with animals feeling pain as long as they can get their, as long as they can get theirs, right? So what's the preoccupation with lobsters here? I think people are just kind of interested by it. Yeah. um, Because it is something that's so different from us, worthy of our moral consideration. So it's almost, it's almost taking the extreme of the vegetarian option and saying, how about something? Cause like, let's be, let's be very honest. Like you're a vegetarian because you look at an animal and you say that there is something that I have, there are things that I have in common with that animal the that I would not wrong. done that I would not done, want done to me. Yeah. Therefore yeah. it is inhumane. Yeah. Can you find that same level of common commonality with a lobster? A yes, creature so different. I can. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because for me, it, 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 have we talked about this before, but I feel like on the podcast, but I feel like for me, it just really comes down to consciousness. Right. And so like, when I look at you, I know you're conscious. When I look at my dog, right. When I look at anything else, when I look at a butterfly and I think if I, you know, I have looked into the eyes of a lobster before when I'm at red lobster before, right before they get fucking murdered really painfully, apparently. Um, I just like, I, they're going through an experience. Yeah. They, the lights are on for lack of a better term. And who am I to, Stop that even just because I like the taste of their flesh anyway. So that's what yeah. I'll say about it. Now let, let, let's, let's say for the sake of argument that 
lobsters can feel pain. Okay. And lobsters do get high. <laughs> Is it better to drug them rather than not drug them? Before they if they if they have to die, is it better to give them a more peaceful death? And if so, should we be applying that standard to other species? Because nobody seems to be talking about hot boxing cows, right? Yeah, they look like they're already lethargic. They don't need any help there, um, <laughs> man. I, I guess like it sounds. This is such a weird question because I'm against killing of the lobster. So when we use stuff like, oh, can we make it easier and more palatable for the lobster? I'm like, well, I don't. For me, that's not the issue. The fact that they can feel pain is not the big issue. It's the fact yeah. that we're ending that experience. Um, that being said, if that's always if that's going to happen anyway, and it is, um, then you know what? If we want to make them comfortable, I guess uh, you know. Would you, but, okay, so I guess the question is: Would you rather be drugged before being was, murdered? For being murdered? Yeah, I want. I don't want to. I don't want to be conscious. Would you rather be lethally injected or beheaded? I want to go to sleep and never wake up again. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that, that is what I would want for myself. Um, uh, but geez, what a shitty fucking choice. <laughs> All right. Well, since we're talking about lobsters, I've been and it's not officially in our show notes or anything, but I'm sure you have seen the many, many articles about how things keep evolving into crabs. I have not seen any of that. OK, sorry. Sorry. But I, I want to talk about it. it. Sounds awesome, though. There's a thing called carcinization. It's an example of a phenomenon called convergent evolution. I'm literally just reading this from what Google popped up real quick. Um, For a fact-checking podcast, so just, 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 in, just in case anybody was thinking, oh, man, Ryan had this information right off the top of his head. I was close. I was close to having this inf- I was close to having this information. And the clacking gave it away. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, nobody's going to hear that. That gets edited out. You guys can't hear me typing to look things up when I don't want you to. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, this idea of convergent, uh, convergent evolution, basically, there's a niche that can be filled in our ecosystem and something evolves to fill that niche. Oh, so like birds and bats both evolved wings, but they evolved okay. different structures. And, and, and like it's all based on the forearm uh, forelimbs still, but they're different. Like the structures are different. They are independently evolved. They're, they're common. An- they have a common ancestor and their common ancestor does not have wings is the best way to think about it. So there's something about crabs that make it just inevitable. Something about their attributes that they, if you give enough time, if you give it enough time, a crab will evolve. And, and this has been seen over and over again with arthropods. Now, that being said, if, uh, if car- uh, carcinization is a phenomenon, like the, the form of the crab is so good, is it possible that things other than arthropods will eventually evolve into crabs? And given an, a, a virtually infinite amount of time ahead of humanity, thinking in the long term, yeah. if human beings evolve long enough, eventually one of your progeny will someday be a crab. Man, that makes me want to have kids so bad. <laughs> I feel like that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. It's almost worth 18 years of, of I almost said 18 years of diapers, which is how you know I'm not a father. But <laughs> Well, uh, I mean, as, as, oh. as, you know. Okay, this I, is I very I, interesting. I don't, I don't know how long it takes a crab person, a, 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 cra- a human crab to. Crabman. Yeah, a crabman, a, mm-hmm. a, a crabber. <laughs> Crabba, if you're from Maine. I don't know how long a crabby daddy is expected to change <laughs> his crabby baby's diapers. 
Uh, it could be 18 years. They could be extraordinarily long-lived crabs. So I, I started thinking about them like, okay, well, what, how would a human being evolve into a crab? This is what I think about what I'm supposed to be working during the week. But yeah, well, I mean, like, I feel like um, one of us doesn't need any more marijuana to answer that question. Here. No, I um, had this thought literally at while I was at work at the office the other day. So here's what it's interesting. Um, here's what I'll say. And I want, I'm going to say something kind of off the wall here, and I want you to stick with me. OK, OK. A few years ago, there was a rock that was found as a geode, and it looked uh-huh. just like the Cookie Monster face. Have you seen it? Uh, I, I seem to recall it. All right. So th- this Cookie Monster geode, agate, was made millions, maybe a billion years ago. Before, it is foretold. Yep. B- before, you know, b- way beyond anti- antiquity. Before, <laughs> um, um, b- before Even cookie- earlier than antiquity? Before, wow, no such <laughs> thing. Um, if you talk to museum of the Bible, there is no such thing as that, but no, um, this was rock that was developed before faces, before human faces, before this character cookie monster, right? Before all this other shit. Right. So given an infinite universe, the cook, the, that rock became the cookie monster, right? Are you familiar with the term Boltzmann brain? No, I'm not. All right. So there's this guy in the 18th or 19th century. He was a, uh, like a, uh, scientist in Austria. Um, and he hypothesized that given in a universe and with enough time, the particles will arrange itself in such a way that a brain will form and a fully functioning brain will form. And we, it could be out in the space just floating. It's a Boltzmann brain. And we actually might be inside a Boltzmann brain, right? It, it's like, it is like the thing. So, so it's I a think, variation on like simulation theory or brain in a jar, except that we're all the brain in the jar. It's a little different than brain in the jar, but, um, but, it, but it is similar, I would say. Um, the, um, now, he, he, came up, he came up with this theory before we knew about the theory of evolution. Right. And before okay. we knew th- and before we knew that animals and evolved fr- basically from the power of the fucking sun. Right. Um, so I think he was just trying to explain the mysticism and wonder of human life that we that we find. But I think given enough time, you will turn into a crab is another Boltzmann brain. It's an iteration okay. of the Boltzmann brain is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of a fair thing to say in, in a universe of infinite possibility and virtually infinite time. And we know that's not necessarily true because right. after a certain period of time, the sun's going to consume the, you know, the entirety of the planet and all life on earth will, uh, will cease to exist and unless earth the finds a way to too. move and yeah. then followed shortly thereafter. <laughs> yeah. By the big freeze, right? <laughs> by, yeah. By, yeah. By, by an equally unimaginable time later by the heat death of the universe. I think what Boltzmann says is, you know, imagine you have a box and you have black particles and white particles and given enough time, you're going to have, you know, one, all the whites on one side and all the blacks on the other side. Okay, called 1950s, all called 1950s America. Right. You know, um, I feel like this, he came up in Austria in the 1800s about this. So give it a, I mean, still checks out. Yeah. Yeah. So um, kind of walked into that one, didn't I? But um, I, I mean, to be fair, Boltzmann took you there. Let me go ahead and crawl back out of that. Um, so like, we put all the black ones in a body. It's like, whoa, easy there, Boltzmann. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like you're, you're, you're like maybe 122 years too early for this here. Um, it's Austria. He's Austrian, but, um, yeah. we'll edit, we'll edit that out. But, um, yeah, wait, we, hold on. We're, we're doing a new thing where like, when we want Ian to pull something out, we just make a fart noise after it. <laughs> and then cool. if we do a, <laughs> that means we've taken a shit and throw the entire, Throw the entire oh, episode. Jesus. Oh, well, don't do that. You just did well, it. Well, that you was an example. It. That was just okay. an example. All right. All right. All right. Um, anyway, um, so you, you got all the particles on one side, all the other ones on the other. 
and says, this is going to happen in, you give it enough time. Well, then if you extrapolate that out, it's, if you give it enough time, it's going to say, I love New York. And it's going to say all these other, it's going to, yeah. you know, so I, the crab thing just really reminded me of that. Um, but it's like, what, it's one of those things where it might be a fun theory, but like, it's not falsifiable. And we will never know if this is actually happening. Right. No, we're never going to live long enough to see human beings evolve into crabs. We can only say, we can only hope that we can only, hope. we can only we can only make the decisions today that lead to our offspring turning into crabs in the future. And in that regard, I'd say we're well on our way. <laughs> <laughs> so the way I think it's going to happen, because I mean, we can't just become crabs. I think the, the that our lower <laughs> our, our lower limbs are going to become less necessary. I think that like bats. We are going to evolve these structures that define crabs with our with our hands. I think our phalanges are going to become the crab legs. Okay. I think the rest of our arms are going to become shorter and more muscular. We'll probably lose some joints. And I think the rear legs will be used for, um, I don't know, maybe mating. Or they could turn into like a double scorpion tail. I think that'd be pretty fucking sweet. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. That'd be so fucking sweet. It's like the scorpion king fucking uh-huh. not Vin mm-hmm. Diesel. But, but I, think, I think the human face is going to remain exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to uh, be walking around on our fingertips. Our big giant oh, fucking Christ. fingertips. This is like yeah. crab people from South Park. Crab people. The crab people from South Park. Is, is that what they do? there is an episode I don't watch I don't watch I don't watch South Park am uh, I stealing from Trey Parker and Matt Stone right now there is a fucking if you do anyway they don't care they're so rich they don't fucking care (laughs) but um I feel like um you said losing joints is yeah because we're giving them to the lobsters it's like like so yeah we're gonna lose our joints um I guess like the question I would ask is what's we're hanging out with lobsters and you know once we recognize their common humanity it's only a matter of time before somebody (laughs) fucks one and that's how you get the the, fucking crab babies you get the offspring yeah I Um, I caught crabs from my lobster boyfriend <laughs> i caught crabs and i love it right you know i caught crabs and i wouldn't have it any other way put that on a fucking subaru outback right um god it's so it's um I, I guess my question would be like why for evolution to happen there has to be a niche that's that's being filled and you have to have a statistical advantage what fucking statistical advantage are we going to have by like mating with our legs and fucking other than looking cool it's going to look pretty cool. fucking sweet. If you don't yeah. see the use gonna, case, I don't know how I can help you, man. You're, you're going to get laid if, you, Matt, if you're like Matt, that. To yeah. be fair, listener, yeah. f- f- listener, Matt has already decided to be child free. He yeah. does not get to have a dog in this fight. <laughs> I am making decisions now. I only are, get to have a dog. <laughs> yes, you only get to have a dog. However, I am the one making the evolutionary decisions, the sexual selections that are going to result in having crab babies someday. Okay. I chose oh. Aaron for a reason. Oh, wow. You know, now she, her she legs always, are a little she, bit shorter. She walks sideways. Yeah. <laughs> her legs are a little bit shorter. She's got strong hands and a oh. beautiful face. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's well, smart. I'm glad we got that. And one she does there. yoga. So she's already almost contorted into a crab like shape. Well, while doing yoga. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, that checks out, right? Yeah, I want to I want to tread lightly about talking about Aaron when, when she was doing yoga or something. I was just messing with you. No, 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 no. But like I've seen them in, in yoga. They, they actually balance on their fingertips. So all the yogis are going to turn into crabs. Oh, only only if we make babies with them. All right. Well, I'm I am happy not to be a part of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you're looking for a set of strong fingers to make crab babies with, 
Look no further than the hands of Rick Reynolds, who has been kind enough to allow us the use of his song United from the album Portals in Progress, which you can find on Amazon, iTunes, and Spotify. Rick has recently completed a YouTube series where he documented himself on the New Metal Tour. So if you're looking for candid videos taken from the road, then I suggest tuning in. Check it out. It's on YouTube now. Matt, do you have any uh, social media that you'd like to share? And I know the answer is no, but I'm going to keep asking. No, but I just want to say that, you know, if you want to know what Rick Reynolds looks like, you can go to this YouTube. You can go to this YouTube and you will not be let down because he has a very crab like face. Also, he's from uh, Australia where they have a nice crab face. They have like, yeah, no, it's like it's it's a tasteful crab face. I mean, very tasteful. (laughs) Put some Old Bay on there, some butter. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Flavorful, some would say. Um, He's from Australia, too, which has crazy. uh, spiders, which are arthropods, I believe. So yeah. there you go. He's probably already half like he's probably already got just a little bit of spider DNA in him, and that's not going to hurt your chances of making he a crab is baby. Patient zero for for for, for this fake <laughs> victim. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you're looking for me on social media, you can find me at Foodicide on Instagram, and you can find uh, you can find the podcast on Instagram. Wreck your pot. Uh, Where do you find it? Uh, fuck um, <laughs> and you can find our show on social media at wreck your pod pretty much everywhere except for websites owned by elon musk i have parted ways with the ceo of x uh, as he has now made it illegal for me to block him that's free speech right there. It is free speech. He has the freedom to ensure that I hear his speech whenever he wants, as there long as go. I'm on that platform. And I do not want, so I do not have to use that platform. And that is the power of the market. That's the free hand of the market at work. Yep. That's the good part of the market. Yep. <laughs> and if you don't like it, you can suck a dick, you right-wing commie, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they, get, they get super mad about cancel culture, but they're like, well, I'm going to boycott it. I shot my Bud Light. They get really upset about uh, political correctness, but good God, use a pronoun in front of them. I dare you. No, use, yeah, define a pronoun in front of them. Right? <laughs> oh, anyway, it's a noun uh, that gets paid. Yeah. Now that said, uh, our, our chosen Twitter, cl- our Twitter, <coughs> our Twitter clone of choice is blue sky. Um, I'm trying to distance myself from all of the billionaire owned social media. Uh, so you can find us on blue sky at wreckyourpod.com. Uh, so if between now and next week you find yourself hotboxing with a lobster, wondering if it can get it, <laughs> we encourage you to check yourself. <laughs> Don't wreck yourself. We are united, but we're so far apart, and it won't change.